Will you please join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for inviting us into your presence. Quiet our minds and hearts. Draw us into your word, your life, your peace. Let your spirit shape us into the people that you want us to be and send us out to bless the world for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, this sermon series that we're doing on Wednesday nights is, uh, the the name of it is Called Deeper, uh, how we are called to be more and more like Jesus. Um, And we're specifically looking at the way of Jesus and different uh, things that were part of Jesus' life. Followers of, of Jesus, long before they were called Christians, were called followers of the way. They had a a particular um, direction in their life, a a particular way of living that stood out to all the people around them. Uh, They took care of one another, and, and they took care of the poor. They met regularly for worship and prayer and to share the Lord's Supper. They sought to become more and more like Jesus by following the path that he laid out for them, dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit. After all, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not just, I can show you the way, or I know the truth, or I can point you toward life, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus had rhythms in his life that he invited his disciples to follow, showing and receiving hospitality, bringing healing and reconciliation to people, loving one another as he had first loved them. One of those rhythms is solitude. Jesus regularly went off by himself to pray. Uh, We heard about that in the gospel today. Immediately after he was baptized, Jesus went to be alone in the wilderness for 40 days. Before he chose his disciples, he spent the entire night alone in the desert hills the night before. When he heard the news of John the Baptist's death, he withdrew from there in a boat to a lonely place apart, Scripture says. After the miraculous feeding of the 5,000, Jesus went up to the hills by himself. During busy times of teaching, healing people, and telling them about God's surprising kingdom, Jesus often withdrew by himself or with just a few of his closest disciples. And as he prepared for his greatest work, his own suffering and death, Jesus sought the solitude of the Garden of Gethsemane. If the Son of God needed solitude, then how much more do we need it? Now, for a lot of people, solitude seems scary. People often fear being alone. They don't know what to do with silence. 
And so they fill their every moment with noise and music and crowds and distractions. Other people have too much time alone. They feel disconnected and anxious. But solitude is a way of being alone with God wherever you are. In his book, Celebration of Discipline, uh, Richard Foster uh, says this, Solitude is more a state of mind and heart than it is a place. There is a solitude of the heart that can be maintained at all times. Solitude involves concentrated inward attentiveness. Uh, Foster goes on to say, it's quite possible to be a desert hermit and never experience solitude. But if we possess inward solitude, we do not fear being alone, for we know that we are not truly alone. Neither do we fear being with others, for they do not control us. In the midst of noise and confusion, we are settled into a deep inner silence. Whether alone or among people, we always carry with us a portable sanctuary of the heart. So it's, it's possible to be alone and yet constantly distracted and worried and anxious, but it's also possible to be surrounded by people and yet be calm and rooted. You see, solitude is not just being off in the woods or out on a lake or locked in your room by yourself. It's an inward way of being, a portable sanctuary, a place where God dwells with you. The book of Isaiah says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose hearts are steadfast because they trust in you. Ultimately, solitude is time alone with God. Solitude and silence draw us away from distraction into God's presence. When we're filled with God's peace and love, it enables us to be genuinely present to others when we're with them. We can cultivate an inner solitude and silence that frees us from loneliness and from fear. When Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote his book, Life Together, he said, there are three things that a Christian needs in a regular time alone during the day. Meditation on scripture, prayer, and intercession. It's interesting that he says prayer and intercession. He says, this is an outline for quiet time with God, that you meditate on a brief word of scripture, and then you pray for guidance and direction. You pray for yourself, and then you intercede for others. So it first focuses on God's word, then on what is on our hearts, and then the needs of the people around us. 
Martin Luther said the same sort of thing to his barber who had asked him how to pray. You know, his, his barber one day asked, you know, Dr. Martin, would you tell me how to pray? And Luther thought about it and said, let me get back to you about that. <laughs> and he ended up writing a whole little letter to him and, and handing it to him. And it's been published and been kind of a, a favorite of um, people who read Luther ever since that because it, it talks about prayer in a real, honest, genuine, simple way. He says, he suggests taking just a small portion of scripture to help concentrate our attention. He says, don't take too much upon yourself or your spirit will get tired. It's sufficient to grasp one part of a Bible verse, or even half a part from which you can strike a spark in your heart. For the soul can think more in one moment than the tongue can speak in 10 hours and the pen can write in 10 days. Sometimes all you need is a single verse of scripture to strike a spark in your heart. So let scripture shape your prayers. What is the word saying to you personally? You can ponder God's word in your heart like Mary pondered the words that the shepherds had told her about the birth of her son. Prayer means letting scripture speak to you in your personal situation, in your particular tasks and decisions and temptations that you face throughout the day. Uh, now, now, some people get worried about, uh, oh man, I try praying and suddenly my thoughts are going here and here and here and here and here and here. <laughs> well, Richard Foster says, that's okay. <laughs> Let your mind go to those places and, and, you know, and whoever you're thinking about or whatever situation or event in your life is coming to mind, bring that to God in prayer. You know, and, and gradually you'll be gathering all of those things and your scattered mind will become more focused on the one who can truly help. Every one of us has a particular circle of people around us for whom we are called to pray. So be specific in your prayers. Not just general and vague and kind of just tossing out fancy words, but be direct and personal. Make specific requests for particular people facing specific difficulties. Foster says the desperate need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but for deep people. Let scripture shape your prayers, and then take advantage of all the little solitudes that you have during the day. You know, whether it's driving in the car, or a moment alone on, on the bus, or any little time that you have where you're by yourself, instead of just pulling out your phone and flipping through the, like, the social media feed, set it aside for a minute 
and focus yourself on prayer and God's presence. In your house, uh, find a, a, a spot that you can kind of set aside, a little quiet nook, even if it's just a, a particular chair, where you go there and everybody leaves you alone. <laughs> um, or you, you have a particular room where you can uh, regularly have time with God. Over the course of the year, find a couple of times a year to get away for a few hours, to review your life goals, to settle yourself, and to think about where God has led you over the past however many months, and what he's doing in you right now, and where he might be taking you in the future. Quiet your surroundings and your heart when you go to be with God. And be slow to speak and quick to listen. That's important both in prayer and also when you're talking with other people. You know, if, if you're the one that does all the talking, you know, whether it's to God or the other person, it's just a one-sided conversation. And so if you take the moment to close the mouth and open your ears, I mean, there's a reason God gave you two ears and one mouth. <laughs> Solitude results in an increased awareness and compassion for others. It opens our eyes to what other people are going through and how we can come alongside them. Jeremiah 17 says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Solitude, silence, scripture, and prayer send our roots down deep to drink of living water. We're sustained through drought. Our leaves stay green, providing shade and relief for others. We flourish and bear abundant fruit that blesses the world. God always has deeper life and peace waiting for us. Abundant life to share. Amen.